You are Locked On College Football, your daily podcast on all things college football. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, let's get it locked on college football for the first time in 2021. He is Kevin McGuire. I'm Matt Moscona. Not not the first time for Locked on College Football, but the first time for us locked on college football in 2021. Happy New Year, man. How are you? Happy New Year, stranger. It's good to talk to you once again. I guess real quick before we get into all the college football stuff. What is the expiration date for saying Happy New Year to somebody? Because this is the first time we've talked. uh, We're recording this on January 6th. I'm wondering how long do you have to say Happy New Year to somebody before you start moving on? I think the first time you see that person in the new year, you say Happy New Year. And then after you've wished that person a Happy New Year, you no longer have to wish it. However, if it's someone you only see seasonally, for example, like, If you see someone, let's say you take a beach vacation every year and you see that person in June or July, you're clearly not going to wish them a happy new year. But I would say I would give it at least two weeks. I think once you get to the middle of January, it's done and everyone's already, they've already canceled out all their New Year's resolutions. Everyone's gained 15 pounds and then we're just on with life. Right, right. I mean, I guess the expiration for saying Happy New Year is probably the expiration date for a lot of those New Year's resolutions. I know I've already broken right. a couple, so here I we are. Hey, you know what? I just didn't set any because if you don't set any, then you can't break them. So then you don't disappoint yourself when you inevitably fail. So just set your bar low and keep clearing it time and time again. You feel like a winner. That's good logic. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. You know who is a winner? Devontae Smith. How about that? Wins the Heisman Trophy. Um, wasn't even really close. Devontae Smith, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Kyle Trask finishing a distant fourth, and then uh, Najee Harris was fifth. Uh, listen, this was big news around here because Devontae Smith's a kid from Amy, Louisiana. It's a it's a small town about 45 minutes from Baton Rouge, and it's really conflicting here, Kevin, because that's that community you see really embraced their 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 son, but in Louisiana. This is such an LSU-centric state that to see a Louisiana kid go to Alabama and win a Heisman, it's a bit conflicting. But I'll tell you this, man. Had a chance to talk to Devontae's high school coach, Zephaniah Powell, at at, uh, Amit High um, on Wednesday. And he just talked about, like, crying when he saw the the announcement and going home and crying with his wife and how the whole town is just – just joyous over this accomplishment from Devontae, who you could tell by his Heisman speeches – a really humble, introverted kid who on the biggest stages in the game always elevated and did something that hasn't been done since 1991, becoming a wide receiver to win the Heisman Trophy. Like, as an LSU guy, I wish the Louisiana kid had won it wearing purple and gold, but, man, for for a, a small state in our union and a tiny town in a small state to have one of their native sons win the Heisman Trophy, the, the most recognized ind- individual award in sports, it was phenomenal, man. I I was I thought he was deserving. I mean, I don't know how you're. I don't I don't have a vote. I don't know if you do, but he would have been at the top of my ballot. Yeah, I don't have a vote either. Uh, but he certainly would have been at the top of my ballot. And here, here's the thing. I think you know over the course of the season, you know, you always kind of expect the Heisman Trophy. If you're a quarterback, you've got a pretty good chance to yeah. be at least in the mix. So when you get a player that doesn't play a quarterback position, gaining some Heisman momentum, I, I start to wonder. You know, is it just reaching for something to try and find something different? going into the Heisman Trophy, or is this legitimate? And I think as you saw along the, the way of this season, Devontae Smith was making plays happen. Yeah, Mac Jones was a great quarterback for Alabama. No, no question about that. So 
So, so being from Louisiana, obviously there's always going to be that hometown pride, which you kind of touched on. And I think it's a pretty cool story. Obviously, I'm sure a lot of LSU fans just wish he could have done it in the LSU jersey, like you said. But I think in the grand scheme of things, you're always rooting for people from your home area to go on and have wild success. And certainly I feel like the Devontae Smith story is certainly one of those categories. It is weird for LSU, man, because there have been a lot of kids from Louisiana because of Nick Saban's ties here from when he was at LSU. He's maintained, This probably isn't well-known nationally, but Nick has maintained a lot of ties over 20 years in Baton Rouge and in the state. And he's plucked a lot of kids from this state. And it's a big point of contention every year in recruiting. With I mean, look, look at their linebackers. Dylan Moses. Christian Harris, Christopher Allen, all three kids are not only from Louisiana, Kevin, they're from Baton Rouge. Yeah. Two of them played at University High on LSU's campus, and Nick got them out of Baton Rouge. So that's it's a big point of contention here. But with, with Devontae, I got to ask this question. I don't know how you feel about it. Someone asked me, hey, if Jalen Waddell hadn't been injured, do you think Devontae would have still won the award? And, and I think the answer to that is no. And the reason is kind of what you alluded to is – we we sometimes just default default to quarterbacks with these types of awards, but when you look at the Tennessee game when Jalen Waddle got hurt, the next week Devontae Smith against Mississippi State, eleven for two oh three and four scores. Like Jalen Waddle wasn't there, everyone knew they were throwing at Devontae, and it didn't matter. He still right. put up massive numbers. A week later against Kentucky, nine for one forty four and two touchdowns. Then they play Auburn. Seven for 171 and two scores. Then he comes to Baton Rouge. He has his Heisman moment. Eight for 231 and three scores. The big catch before half. I mean, he basically took the Arkansas game off. Had three catches for 22 yards and then blew up in the SEC championship game against Florida. 15 catches, 184 and two touchdowns. Then we saw what he did against Notre Dame. I mean, he was, when everyone knew they were going after six, it just didn't matter. He was spectacular. And I, you know what? I... I hate to say it, like I don't want to hold it against Mac Jones because Mac Jones may be a great quarterback. He may end up being that. I just have no idea because I got to think that 85% of the major college quarterbacks could throw a lollipop to Devontae Smith when he's eight yards behind a safety and hit the guy, right? I mean, it's yeah. it just we've never had to see Mac Jones have that moment down three in the fourth quarter with a minute 18 to go and go lead the game-winning drive because he had guys like Devontae Smith. So congrats to him. Yeah, being the quarterback of Alabama, not to take anything away from the skill that that player is going to bring yeah, to the table. Let's take away some of that skill. <laughs> just a little bit. But, I mean, there is an abundance of offensive skill around you. So, it's always a good position to be in if you're an Alabama quarterback because you know you're going to have running backs. You know you're going to have those wide receivers. And I will go back to what you were saying earlier. If Jalen Waddle stays healthy, yeah, I do think that that hurts Devontae Smith's Heisman candidacy. Maybe he's not even a finalist. I don't know. Because you have to imagine Jalen Waddle is going to get his receptions, get his yardage too. So, um, you know, if you're looking at numbers certainly that's going to eat into what Devontae Smith was able to do not to say that he wasn't going to be a great wide receiver but that does hurt in the conversation I think as people are trying to put together who they're going to vote for for the Heisman uh, Monday night it is Alabama Ohio State for the national championship we will preview that game because we won't talk again before the game so Kevin and I'll preview that game of course if you want to wager on that game do what I do go to betonline.ag uh, I've Kevin, I don't know if you if you wager. I do. I love it. I I mean, I'll find something to throw a little coin on. And for ten years, I've used BetOnline.ag. It's so easy and transactional. It's free to sign up. The cashier is super easy to use. You can use a credit card. You can use Bitcoin if you want. But use your credit card. You can um, deposit funds into your account. Then you can start playing immediately. You can wager on the national championship game, the NFL playoffs. 
you could there are props and other different types of bets you could do. They even have like a casino there as well if you want to play casino games. But you've got NFL playoffs this weekend, of course, the national championship game on Monday. So the place that I use, it's secure. They're great to work with. Like there have been times in the past where I've needed to call their customer service and you actually talk to a human and it's very safe and secure. Betonline.ag, betonline.ag. Do you want to mention the promo code? Go ahead, mention the promo code, I'll, and I'll splice it. What was the promo code? I forgot. Oh, I got it. Don't worry. About it. I'll, I'll just do it. Don't worry. I'll do- okay. And remember, when you go sign up, use the promo code Locked On and get a fifty percent welcome bonus. It's like if you down if you if you deposit a hundred bucks right when you're checking out, it'll say promo code. Type in Locked On. If you, you know, they'll give you an extra $50 to play with for free. It's super easy. BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. So subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Kevin McGuire, Matt Moscone, it is Locked On College Football. Glad you're with us here. A bit of news, uh, Trevor Lawrence, a day after coming up short in the Heisman race for the second consecutive year, announces what we all anticipated, that he is going to forego his remaining year of eligibility and he is going to enter the NFL draft where he'll be the first pick. I, that's not really the story, right? I mean, we expected this, Kevin, but w- have you given any thought to what Trevor Lawrence's legacy sort of in the annals of college football is going to be? It's going to be pretty good. Uh, obviously, you're talking about a guy that has won a national championship at Clemson, played for another, uh, just ran into a wall against LSU last year, and then obviously got back to the playoff once again this year. So you're talking about a quarterback that has pretty much done everything at Clemson except bring home its first Heisman Trophy for that program. And Clemson's probably going to get a Heisman Trophy at some point along the way if they continue on this track record. But, you know, Trevor Lawrence, I think, is going to go down in the books as one of the best quarterbacks we have seen, certainly in the ACC, certainly in the college football playoff era. I, I think it's a pretty high bar that he has set, at least as far as Clemson's concerned. And really, I think what we're talking about with quarterbacks. Now, you know, he doesn't have the Heisman Trophy. He will, probably will be the number one pick. I don't think there's much doubt about that. So you're talking about a guy that has brought all the tools to the table and I think lived up to the hype when he got to Clemson, got his chance to really take on the the role of starting quarterback there. I think with respect to legacy, it's interesting that you went to Heisman uh, because I do think he would have won it this year if it weren't a COVID year. And and what I'm to explain a little further, if this had been a traditional 12 game schedule, I think what we see in hindsight, the ACC was not a great conference this year. And, And Notre Dame, remember, would not have been in the ACC. They would have just played their modified, you know, half schedule or whatever. And I think Clemson would have gone undefeated. And because of the things that we're discussing, look, Trevor Lawrence also missed almost a month of the season because of COVID and the way it all transpired. Even the biggest game of the season, the game in South Bend, he wasn't there. So his numbers didn't weren't able to stack up. And they obviously had the loss on the road to Notre Dame. And so he kind of got lost in, in that shuffle. Now, the circumstances are what they are, and every and Devontae Smith winning it is completely legit because everybody played under the same rules and how it all transpired, but it was a very disjointed season where you had some teams play full seasons and half seasons and extra games or no games, and it was just you went long stretches three, four weeks without seeing teams play. If it had been a traditional season, I do think Trevor Lawrence would have won the Heisman Trophy this year. There's no way to obviously to prove that, but 
I think there's a lot of metrics that would have been in place that would have favored him based on what we saw with the rest of college football. Um, but I, it is really interesting because his legacy is going to be winning the national championship as a true freshman, uh, becoming the first to do that since, uh, help me, uh, Oklahoma, um, who was the quarterback, uh, was it Holloway at Oklahoma in the 80s? It, anyway, I mean, that's, that's, the, that, that's the legacy. I mean, he, he's the answer to that trivia question and doing it so emphatically beating Alabama. It is interesting, though, that – and I didn't even realize until you said it, but Clemson not having had a, a Heisman Trophy winner in their history, that, that's really significant, man. And, and you wonder – you just assume it's going to happen, but it's also – you wonder, like, you know, I mean, Tennessee is the other one that people talk of often because Peyton Manning likely you know, should have won it back in 97 or had a great chance to win it in 97. But, I mean, Tennessee and Clemson are probably the two most prominent programs never to have a Heisman winner. It is pretty remarkable, right? And yeah. you start to look at all the the list of schools that have two Heisman Trophy winners. Uh, I, I was doing that the other night when I was looking to see you know, Alabama's winning their third Heisman Trophy. Yeah. And keep in mind, Alabama hadn't won a Heisman Trophy until Mark Ingram came along I know. <laughs> under Nick Saban. So we're talking about, you know, of all the years that Alabama has been a successful program, they never had a Heisman Trophy winner until within the last decade, pretty much. So, you know, there's there's a way to think that that's going to happen for Clemson as long as Dabo Sweeney continues to do what he's doing with that program. You know, I'm not saying that every player that Clemson's going to bring in is going to be a Trevor Lawrence, but eventually down the line, I would take the, the a pretty good shot that Clemson's going to get a Heisman Trophy winner as long as things continue on this path. I don't see how it's not going to happen at some point, the way things are going. Hey, look, man, LSU played football in the Stone Age for two decades, and they ended up with a Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback. Miracles, plum miracles happen. It's going to happen eventually. Hey, speaking of which, um, LSU, I'm curious your thoughts on this because I have sort of the local perspective. Um, LSU has replaced their offensive coordinator, passing game coordinator, and they've gone to some relative unknowns. They hired Jake Peets as the pass as the offensive coordinator and uh, DJ Mangus as the passing game coordinator. Normally at a place like LSU, you want a little wow factor. My guess is nationally, there's barely a blip about this because both those guys are relative unknowns. I'm curious your thoughts like when you saw that. Yeah, I'm kind of in that kind of a reaction because I don't really know a whole lot about what they're bringing in. Obviously, getting some people out of the NFL, I think, uh, is a good direction to go, uh, even if you're not getting one of those big name hires. I've always said you don't need to get a big name hire if it's the right hire. You know, maybe that right hire will become a big name hire, uh, but that, that's it's kind of remains to be seen. But I do think that going into the NFL and bringing in somebody who understands how passing games have evolved at, at the NFL level certainly couldn't hurt. Uh, LSU. So I do, I do think that that's something to look forward to. But again, I don't really know a whole lot about these guys that are bringing in. I'm not saying that they're bad hires. I'm just saying I don't really know where to start with them. He, so this is my take, which I think there's a lot of people in Baton Rouge that are upset with me for this because everybody, every fan base wants to believe that like you nailed the hire, right? I mean, it's very seldom that someone gets hired and everyone's pissed about it. Normally it's you, you err on the side of optimism, like you win the press conference, right? Right. But this is so odd because, like, the afterglow of LSU's national championship is 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 gone. I mean, Ed Ogeron just had a five and five season where they had the worst defense in the history of the program. I mean, a lot of people are looking and going, "Is this Larry Coker? Is this Gene Chizik?" I mean, that's that's the conversation here. So if you have and you had to go if you're Ed Ogeron, hat in hand to your boss and ask for you know, north of seven million dollars in buyout figures for your OC, passing game coordinator, and DC. Like, you got to nail this. Right. And Jake Peets is 37 years old. 
He was working with Joe Brady this past year, the Carolina Panthers. He's never been a coordinator, ever, at any level. DJ Mangus is 31 years old. He played with Joe Brady at William & Mary. Like, Ed Ogeron, I kind of get, like, you're trying to, you know, maybe tap back into what worked so well in 2019 to go back to that Joe Brady tree, which is so weird to talk about a Joe Brady tree when the guy's right. 30 years old. But it's like, at the same time, man, that is a hella risky hire if you're Ed Ogeron and you realize, man, if you have another fall on your face year, if you swing and miss with these coordinators again, when the whole premise of how the structure at LSU has been built is Ed's going to be the CEO, the motivator, the recruiter, and he's going to hire great coordinators and delegate. Bro, if you keep missing on coordinators, it doesn't work. So this is pivotal, man. I, I get nationally a lot of people aren't going are to see that headline and just move on. But at a place like LSU, it's significant because if this is a swing and miss, brother, I'm telling you, next year at this time, we could be talking about head coaching change at LSU if this doesn't work. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, Ed Orgeron got a national championship ring a year ago. That is a saving grace for a you know bad year in a weird year from start to yep. finish for everybody involved. We understand that. So maybe you get a little bit of a pass here and there. But the bottom line is this was a bad year for LSU. And we've explained it before. There are reasons why this LSU team was not nearly as good as last year's LSU team. Nobody's making that comparison. But I think for Ed Orgeron, the pressure is on right now because the bar has been set high and you fell well short of those expectations in the 2020 season again if there are reasons for it fine but 2021 i think the pressure has to be back on because you look around the rest of this conference alabama's gonna play for another national championship you know lynn kiffin has some momentum going with Ole miss i know else you got the upper hand on him but still uh there there are things happening in that sec west that are going to be very competitive if lsu can fails to move forward Uh, and hopefully that's going to be the direction that these coaching hires will move that offense going into next year Nobody expected LSU to compete for a championship this year, but if you're at LSU, you should never be the worst ever. And that's what this team was, and you just can't do that and have that be acceptable. So you mentioned Bama's going to play for a championship. When we wrap up, we'll preview that game. But first, excited to tell people we got another sponsor back on here in 2021, our friends over at rockauto.com. Yeah, I'm very happy to see Rock Auto is back supporting everybody on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt, we've talked about this before. I don't know how often you have to deal with winter weather conditions, but I'm telling you right now, now (laughs) is a good time for people like me and here in Pennsylvania, uh, getting our cars and trucks ready for the winter weather. For me, that means uh, taking out the wiper fluid and putting in some uh, defrosting wiper fluid. You know, it's something I do every year around this time. I know you don't have to deal with it. I I feel so envious of you. It is supposed to rain tomorrow. (laughs) <laughs> okay well that's that's <laughs> i guess it's solace but I, I will say that uh going to rockauto.com and putting in the make and model of your car makes it incredibly easy to find everything you need for your car or truck especially if you're looking to winterize it if you're like if you're like me uh this is a good time to do that so again we've talked about it before go to rockauto.com you enter the make and model of your car it brings you up the entire catalog of everything it has available for your car or truck and you can get it all delivered to you with contactless delivery Rock Auto, they're a family business. They've been doing this for a long time. They know what it takes to satisfy their customers. And that's why we are so happy to have them back here providing some services for you this winter season with your car and truck. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Don't forget to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
course, we're here with you on Locked On College Football every Monday through Friday. But remember, Locked On Big Ten and Locked On SEC are getting you set for Monday night, Alabama and Ohio State, number one versus number three for the national championship in Miami. Be sure to subscribe however you listen to your podcast, Locked On SEC, Locked On Big Ten, and us right here, Locked On College Football. He's Kevin. I'm Matt. Okay, uh, Alabama. What's interesting, Kevin, if you look at, at – um, our friends over at uh, betonline.ag, this game with the hypothetical lines before the semifinals was about Bama 11. Ohio State blows out Clemson, and there was a major shift, and it came down to, to Bama 7. Well, the lines moved a little bit. It's fluctuated, going up to 8, back down to 7.5, and, and up at 8 again uh, as we record this. So, um, Bama a little more than a touchdown favorite. I, I'm curious... Your thoughts, because you have two very contradictory theories here where Ohio State played, as we've talked about a bunch, half a season, so theoretically they'd be fresh, but Ohio State kind of is the banged-up team coming into this game and now dealing with with COVID. I, I kind of think that Bama, while I think everyone would agree is the, is the better team, it's whether the favorite, Bama actually seems like the fresher team that's clicking right now. Yeah, sure seems that way. And I think my ribs still hurt from watching Bro. Justin Fields get banged up last week. I'm, I'm surprised cool. that he was able to finish that game. Uh, so kudos to him for being able to do that. Do you that, have but... any insight there as to what's going Like, did he break ribs? Do you know at all? I do not know. But well, I look painful, watching the, the replay Ugh. of that hit, if there isn't a broken rib in there, I'd be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I'm no medical expert. I'm just saying that hurt me watching it on the couch. I can't imagine what he was going through. And you could see the pain that he was yeah. in with some of those throws he was making after he stayed in the game. So, so I, I will know, say I just real quick to interject with mm-hmm. because we just went through this here with the Drew Brees, the 11 cracked ribs and all. And I mm-hmm. talked to several orthopedic surgeons after that. And they said, look, really about two weeks time, sometimes a week, but really two weeks time. And you can be ready to play. It's one of those things where you're not at risk of further injuring it. It's just a matter of pain tolerance. So, I mean, if I'm Justin Fields, like I'll, I mean, I'll say it. I'm sure he's going to get a pain killing injection. He's going to go play. But I have no doubt that if that's what if that's what the issue is, you know, he could certainly he could put the flak jacket on him and give him a give him an injection. Let him go play, man. It's probably what he'll do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Justin Fields is going to play this game. He may be in some pain doing so, but you know what? If you watch that game against Clemson after you took that hit, uh, even though it looked like he was in some pain, he was making those throws. So his game didn't seem like it was too hindered uh, by what I was seeing. Now, going up against Alabama, this is going to be a different animal because we've talked about how loaded Alabama is offensively. And if Ohio State has uh, some questions, it could be on their defense. Uh, Clemson inexplicably did not exploit that the way I thought they would throwing the football. So especially with a guy like Trevor Lawrence, which you just talked about, I was surprised at Clemson's game plan. I don't anticipate Alabama is going to make that same mistake. I just don't see anywhere on the field where I give Ohio State an edge. I mean, I like Ohio State's defensive front, but I like Alabama's offensive line better. I mean, we've got guys like Alex Leatherwood, and these guys are going to be first-round draft picks. I think they keep Mac Jones upright. Sean Wade's a stud. But Devontae Smith has beaten everybody. And Bama may get Jalen. You see Bama may get Jalen Waddle back for this <laughs> yeah. game. And John Mechie has emerged with Waddle out. So it, there's just too much. This is just one of those Bama teams, man. Look, and then if you go play coverage, then good luck tackling Najee Harris. He'll freaking hurdle you. It's just, I, man, look, man, I, I'm as much as, as you and I talked early and as much as I, I loathe the idea of a team getting into the playoff having played half a season, 
that has nothing to do with Ohio State, its players, its coaches, its fans. The thing you and I talked about when the season started, I was pumped that the, that the Big Ten came back because you have such a finite amount of time to play college sports. And for the athletes to have a chance to have a season, the coaches who work so hard, their fans to get to, I'm, I'm pumped. And so, and Ohio State is a magnificent team. I mean, we saw that against Clemson. Um, and they probably are one of the best teams in the country. For me, it was more a thing of, of deserving. It's right. just that this Alabama team is just one, it's one of those years, man. It's one of those years where they're loaded at every spot and they're just like LSU was a year ago. Other teams are great. They're just, they were just better. LSU was just better than everybody last year. That's this Alabama team. I think Ohio State, in, in most any other year of the playoff, this team probably could win it. But this year, they're just not going to because Bama's that much better than everybody right now. Here's where my approach is on coming into this game. I watched a lot of Ohio State this year, obviously, uh, covering a lot of the stuff that happens in the Big Ten. And Ohio State is a very good team. They're not Alabama. That's the thing. Go back to what you just said. You know, Ohio State has a lot of uh, pluses, a lot of uh, positives to like about their roster. Alabama, just when they counterpunch it, they've got a little bit of a more <laughs> with their, their power there. So everything that Ohio State can do, Alabama can counter. And I think that I trust Alabama a little bit more to make some of those plays. Ohio State's going to make some plays. Ohio State's going to score some points here. But Alabama's going to score more. And that's what I think that is going to happen. I think this could be a back and forth kind of a game. I trust Alabama just to get a few more of those scoring drives in them, maybe even late in the game to not necessarily pull away from Ohio state or just dismantle Ohio state. I don't think it's going to be like that, but I do think that Alabama is the team to beat here. And I don't see a way that Ohio state makes that happen in their favor. Yeah. I think that this is just a complete ass whipping. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, and look as a, an LSU guy, I will be wearing scarlet and gray on Monday. Like I do not, <laughs> I, I don't get down with that cheer for your conference. There is nothing beneficial for LSU about Alabama winning another national championship. So I have no desire to see it. Kevin, even in his, in his history, what has been like the one bugaboo, like the one Achilles heel with Nick Saban's teams. We've always pointed and laughed. It's kickers. Nick can yeah. never get kickers. Right. Will Reichert is one of the best things, he's, he's 77 of 77 on extra points, and he's made every field goal. He is 13 of 13 on field goals this year. This kid has not missed a kick. The freaking, even, Saban's even got a kicker this year. Like, the year they played LSU in 2011, like, he, they missed three field goals in that 9-6 to six game. He's even got kickers. This guy's perfect from 50, he even made a 50-yarder. It's, man, I just... Whatever. I, I'm so I hate it. It Bama's gonna win another one. I'm sick of it. I know everybody's sick of it. It's just what's gonna happen. They're gonna they're gonna roll. They'll cover the spread. They won't be competitive. It'll be over by the third quarter. But I'll tell you the one thing that Ohio and we're going long, but the one thing that Ohio State may have, look at the Ole Miss game. Ole Miss put up forty eight on this Bama team. Um, That's what I'm saying. Ohio State's gonna but, score some points here. But here's the I difference. just gonna give up points to Alabama. And Bama scored sixty three in that game. And if Bama yeah. needs to score seventy to win this game by three touchdowns, that's what they'll do. And I, th I would take the over is what I'm going to say. Take the over. Feel pretty comfortable with that. One. All right. National championship game. You know what? We had a season, bro. And that's Good. there was a time where we weren't sure that was going to happen. And here we are at the finish line. And that's a pretty cool thing. Kudos to everyone that made it happen. Enjoy one more game. And we'll be back next week. Good to talk to you again this new year, man. Always a pleasure, Matt. Locked on college football, your team every day.